suck it up although that would be 46 in this actual car too yeah 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 it's, it's 46 in this posi- position in the Parramatta but car also, park but also it's the East Street car park the East Street car park the broccoli section of the East Street car park <laughs> but we're not in full sunshine you know what you know who would be able to tell us who Rabina Beard Rabina Beard the former new Weather Girl from Channel 9. Channel 9. So, yes, show report. We went and saw the Rabina Beard show. <laughs> the Palmolive Madge, Palmolive, you're soaking in it, lady. And uh, it was everything I was expecting and hoping for. And a little bit less. And a little bit less. <laughs> <laughs> Rabina Beard, Madge from the Palmolive ads, is... Like, I reckon without a word of a lie, she's 90 years old. Well, no, she said her birthday. Like, remember she said... Oh, that's I was right. born in 1940... Because she was adding two years to make herself 14, but instead she made herself 12. Yes, so she was so born, she was born, born 38. in 38. Which makes her... Uh, which makes her 80... 80... 82? 82? I don't I, I can't do my sums. 30... 38 is... So she would be 100 in... 82, 82. In... In 38. 38 to 2062. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that's right. You've got plus, a maths. Plus 20 something. is 82. Did you, oh, 82. Yeah, look, she looks pretty 82. Yeah. And um, so she <laughs> wanders on stage. <laughs> I reckon she must weigh like 25 kilos. Oh, that's generous. Right? <laughs> She's one of those. Are you calling her fat? <laughs> She's calling her fat. <laughs> She's a wisp. But I know, no, nothing nothing tastes as good as thin feels, Rabita. <laughs> uh, um, you know how like very old people like tend to go in one of two extremes, you know? Yes. They either balloon or they waste away to an entirely theoretical concept. Yes. Well, Rabina has gone the, the way of wasting. She's a yes. tiny little old woman. And she wanders on stage in her diaphanous gown. And oh, literally diaphanous. It was a square with a hole cut in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like part kimono, part table runner. <laughs> and, and then just told us about her life in sequential order with some odd pianist tinkling the ivories in the background. Oh, he was extremely odd. And it was kind of like asking, like, if you'd said, Auntie Rabina, tell us about the war. Oh, okay. Well, here we go. And, yeah. she, and she would tell us these episodes. And then after each little episode of her life, she would turn to the pianist and say, What's the next bit? <laughs> and he would go, uh, London. Oh, London. London. So, there so. I am, 
And, and he had, like, he was playing the piano as, like, an auditory cue for it. So, That's like, right. a song would come on, it'd be like, da, 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 da. she's like, oh, no. <laughs> the wedding, mu- no. Is that Mendelssohn? What? Why is the. <laughs> That's right. He would play the, the, the musical cue. And she would sit there with like one ear cocked, listening for like a good, like ten seconds. Yeah. And then and then she'd say, "No, I'm not no. getting it. I'm not getting it." And no. then he would go, "New York, ah, New York, ah, ah." Do you know what she reminded me of? Remember your what's her name? I forget their names. Oh, Lorna and Lorna. Lorna and Lorna. She was so Lorna and Lorna. Oh my she... god! I made a thing with Five Spice the other day from my CSI road. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it was like literally chopped up bits of beef. Some five spice, some five spice, <laughs> a, pa- a packet of stir fry veggies from the supermarket. <laughs> I'm like, I love this cookbook. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> and and she would also do that Lorna thing if she would talk about. And so I did the first Channel Seven pilot in 1962 with um, oh, oh. what's his name? He made all the shows. <laughs> he made all the shows that we love now. Anyway, anyway, lovely man. And this happened. This happened, happened. This happened. And then oh, like, Hector Crawford. Hector Crawford. <laughs> Four sentences later, she'd be like, <laughs> and then I went back to London and I met oh Hector Crawford. This, and is, then, uh, uh, <laughs> this sounds like my podcast that I do about Doctor Who. Like the other day, <laughs> I was talking about some one of the new enemies. I'm like, no, I can't remember their name. There was the oh, you know, he had like the lasers coming out of his eyes. Yeah, it was a white thing, and then like I was reading a thing like two or three episodes later, I was reading someone else's. Um, message about it and they said oh and then when they were taken by the cassava I went oh yeah that's them oh that's the one <laughs> Hector Crawford Hector Crawford you know him <laughs> and it was full of all these references too and then I was at the lovely and she had that sort of you know old cadence to the way that yes. she would talk and at the lovely uh, Regent Theatre. What about? Which, which is not there anymore. It's apartments now. But <laughs> and for but for many years, and you would go there, after, you know. And, oh, that, 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 Remember, that. we were talking about it on the way, and I was like saying, "Oh, I hope she mentions the Tivoli." And it was the first thing. First thing. The Tivoli came up. Was the Tivoli? <laughs> was the Tivoli? So we heard all about her life dancing and about the Palmolive ads, obviously. Oh yes. Uh, and oh, and she did the weird zombie claw, and that was the symbol for the palm olive. For, for, for you soaking, soaking in it. it. <laughs> Which actually, she did not say for the whole show. She never said you're soaking in it. Major dramaturgical flaw. What is the title of the show? Rabina Beard, you're soaking in it. Yeah, isn't that what it was called? Uh, it's disgusting. It's like it's like. <laughs> It's like calling it the moist cabaret of <laughs> Rabina Beard. It could only be better if it was called Grease Off the Rod. Grease Off the Rod. Rabina Beard's Grease Off the Rod. Grease Off Rabina Beard. Soaking in it. Grease Off the Rod. rod. The squeakle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, the piece of resistance came at the end. The piece of resistance. When she, when she took her bows and then uh, exited the stage. But actually, like, I don't think her eyesight is what it used to be. <laughs> and, and she couldn't I'm really... About this. I'm not going to be able to drive the car. <laughs> she, really, she couldn't quite find the exit. And, um, or remember which way she came or in. Or remember how to exit. And 
like without a word of a lie, quite literally walked into a wall <laughs> trying to exit the stage. <laughs> and sort of like palmed away along the stage trying to find the, the exit. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly just reporting facts. She, I love people like her, those old showbiz warriors. Oh. She's never had a real job, do you know what I mean? She's, she's she, always been in theatre. She's always been in theatre. She in, carried the Olympic torch, Toby, she told us. In like the fucking 50s, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she, she has done like more showbiz than I will ever do in my wildest dreams. Like, she is an absolute elder. So I, I completely respect her. But as a matter of fact, let the record show, Your Honour. <laughs> she couldn't walk off a stage. The documentary fact is, she walked into a wall. She, she did, was editing she the did, stage. She did explain about the time she fell into the orchestra pit. That's right. <laughs> uh, in the middle of, like, adjusting Vivian Lee's scarf or something, wasn't it? <laughs> something ridiculous. It was all that fucking stuff. Oh, the only thing she had to say about Vivian... She worked with Vivian Lee. The only thing she had to say about her was she had a hilarious practical joke where she put a stocking on her head. Like, I know, she put a stocking on a bunch of people's heads. And then went up to Sir Robert Helpman and said, Oh, you've got your stocking on already! Oh, oh how we laughed. Uh, <laughs> but it was fucking excellent. I loved every second it of was, it. Just... It was old showbiz in the most delightful way. Absolute old hard yard showbiz. What yeah. really shocked me was she did those Palmolive ads, she said, for 20 years. 20 years! And Mate. they went for three minutes in the old days. Can you imagine a three a minute three minute commercial? Ad. Oh my god, it'd be like listening to Kyle and Jackie O. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be good for your hands. <laughs> no, that's correct. I saw a poster for Kyle and Jackie O in the subway during the week. Oh and yes. Like, I don't know who he thinks he's fooling, but that has been, like, blurred. Like, there's oh, so yeah. much Photoshop on him. Yeah, I know. It's, and probably makeup as well. And They made him look like a fucking Powerpuff girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Kyle Sanderland. I know what he actually looks like. Like, that is at best an art. Like, you could maybe use that in South Australia where a reasonable facsimile will suffice, <laughs> you know. Poor South Australia. And he was, and he's sort of like. You wouldn't get five cents for him at the depot. And he's leaning forward (laughs) with his shirt open in this kind of come hither, like you know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen it. It's not okay. It was like watching like Alan Jones in a mankini. Like it was. Oh, what about Alan Jones and his young man friend? Have you heard about that? No, I haven't heard it. Well, I know he's got. You know, he, he. He's very unlucky because he keeps getting caught in misunderstandings <laughs> in public toilets. No, he's got some... He like... must have terrible communication skills for a broadcaster <laughs> for these misunderstandings to take place. He's, uh... Apparently he's had, like, this long-time butler who... No, I'm know, sure he is. ...lived with him for ages who uh... quit in a, in a huff. Because some <laughs> some twenty something right wing commentator has been spending a little too much time. Oh, in house. right, right. Oh, he's, yeah. a, he's a um, long time listener, first time fingerer. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he lives at the opera house, like those. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Road. Those apartments. And yeah. uh, he has been complaining about the noise from the, all the concerts oh, they have God. there. Like they have like three oh, here at that. My Jesus Christ. Yeah. Also, I, f- I feel like the Opera House was there when he moved in. Yeah, it was. Yeah, right. it was. Right. Oh, look, Power Cruise Sydney. Motorsport Park, February. We yeah, can, I don't even know what that is. It's a bollard, people. We're not passing through Darlinghurst. So 
<laughs> oh my god, have I ever told you my favourite Sydney thing? Probably not, because we I had and we weren't doing the show when I moved up here. Um, so Justin Hamilton used to live Heard of him. Uh, a street back from Crown Street. Yep. Um, down near Oxford Street. Yep. And on Crown Street, in that bit where he lived, was is like it's now called Trade. Um, I think then it was called Manpower. I don't know. Whether right. It was the workhouse or is, something. Is it spelt trade? Trade. Trade. You know, it's like it's yeah. It's I'd... like one of those fuck clubs, like a cruise club. Ah, uh, yeah, thing. right, right, right. Um, anyway, down like so. There's the entrance is on Crown Street, and it's all kind of upstairs and behind. Yeah. But downstairs, I'm sure it is all upstairs and behind. <laughs> sure it's nothing but upstairs. Ding ling 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 ling. Um, but like and. For, like when I first moved here, and for, well, when he first moved in there, and I went would go and visit him, I would constantly go and buy him a gift at the shop next door, or downstairs, literally from the fuck club, which was a chocolate shop. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like the stupidest place to put a chocolate shop. <laughs> <laughs> that is like that is like begging for Instagram. <laughs> Just do it. Just do that. Just do that. Here's the chocolate shop downstairs from the chocolate shop. From the chocolate shop. What I love about that too is the chocolate shop having to talk to the fuck club. Like, oh. you know, is the power out? I don't know. You better go and ask the fuck club people. <laughs> like, where did you know, that doormat come from? Oh, I got the chocolate shop guy. We get free chocolates from the chocolate club. Oh, yeah, we get free trade every time. We <laughs> you know, it's the just, chamber of commerce. It just seems like the like. It, Know, it'd be like putting a chocolate shop next to a sewage farm. Like it just wouldn't <laughs> go there. I mean, the chocolate shop didn't last very long, obviously, because who could take chocolate seriously that they bought from? But no, downstairs but, from the fuck club. But, 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 like, was it like super obvious fuck club? You know, you know the way that spaces are coded. Do you yes. know what I mean? And people who who don't go to fuck clubs or are not from fuck club world will look at it and go. Is that a fuck club? Well, I thought it was like, you know, would, an aromatherapist. Would... <laughs> like, you know, like they can't... An aromatherapist. I th- I th- it's called trade. I thought they were freight forwarders or something. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, people can't read the codes. I, I get that, but it's like 50 metres from Oxford Street. You yeah, know. Yeah, but people don't know that things yeah, like that exist. Yeah, but the people exist. who... Like, it's, Oxford Street is Oxford oh, Street. Right, so the only people who, who are there who are buying walking, anything are gays anyway. Probably, yes. Yeah, probably true. Probably true. I mean, it's kind of gentrified out to the wazoo now. Yes. And since the... Um, what do you call it? The lockout laws. Everything's closed. No one goes anywhere. And gays wouldn't be buying chocolates anyway because... No, it's carbs. Especially, <laughs> exactly. Especially in fucking Halloween... In um, Darlinghurst, because oh, they're all yeah. like... Girl, Halloween is only ten months away. I, <laughs> I can't I, ruin this sexy vampire body. <laughs> I was I had lunch with Josh Earl once when he was up here, and we had lunch down at that, that end of Crown Street. And he's like, "Oh fuck, man, I can't, I can't cope. Like, because I'm gonna <laughs> sprain an eyeball. <laughs> like, everyone is attractive. He goes, regardless of gender, everyone is everyone. horrifically attractive." I have always said this about Darlinghurst that it is, you know, I need to update the reference for the joke, but I've always said it's like a spare parts warehouse for Jude Law. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is ridiculous. It looks, like, it looks like all of the Hemsworths live there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. It does. Oh, look, there's that spare gay Hemsworth. There's probably not a gay Hemsworth, but you know. And it is so demoralising to, to walk oh, around there. As a fat old man. 
Uh, As I said to you when I caught up with you today, I haven't cut my hair in a while, and now that it's completely white and I'm completely bald on top, I looked in the mirror the other day and thought, I am Gavin McLeod. <laughs> I am Captain Stubing from the Love Boat. You give me a fucking peaked cap. <laughs> Who was a much loved character? He wasn't, but he, he was, was a, a good guy. He was lovely. He, but he was not the type you would see in Darlinghurst. No, not at all. That's why I'm wearing this t-shirt with the anchors on it. Because I am a double capital, an anchor with a capital W. The, I ran at that joke quite slowly. <laughs> the only time I feel worse about myself in Sydney, yes, um, apart from just walking down Crown Street, is when I'm ordering a drink from someone who works behind a bar in oh, Crown Street. Yeah, that or is a like coffee a, or a coffee because yes. then they, you know, they have like gay Naomi Campbell behind the barista counter. Oh my god! Everywhere. What are you here all weekend? Yeah, I'm here till I leave on Monday night. We should go to the Beresford on Sunday. Yeah, because that that is like the gay mecca. Do you feel a little bit too good about yourself? Oh yeah, maybe. And, that, that, and that's that why we need to go. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't go to the Beresford on Sunday. <laughs> no, I would happily go to the Beresford on Sunday. I just real. I think I've got dinner booked on Sunday. Because we will achieve our true destiny oh. of being the two the two predators sitting at the end of the bar. <laughs> But you know, you know what we should do? We should go to the Beresford. Is it is it full of kids? Yes. We should fucking go there and sit on the end and just tell people stories about the first Mardi Gras. <laughs> and sadly, there's people there doing that. Oh, we're redundant. We're redundant. I just thought we could absolutely pull off, like you know, oh yes, we used to run a um, an underground gay zine back in the and also in like 70s. I went to so they would sometimes do Granny Bingo, you know, our very good Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, Heard of it. At the... Because they have, like, Puftuk there sometimes. Oh, right, right, on right. Sunday. Um, and I went one week where I think Jasper's was away. So it was... they Instead of Granny Bingo, they did... They used to do the Bears Trivia Night. Oh, right. They were, like, aging queens from Dalesford. Um, <laughs> and they had a twink. Which was our friend Scott Brennan. Uh, so I went, I went to that, and oh my god, Scott! I think he was Tristan. <laughs> Hang on, wait, wait. Scott was the twink. I know Scott was the twink. I think it was ironic. Oh, um, my god. he was the twink whisperer. So he knew how they dressed. Jesus Christ, that is like sniffing the milk in the fridge, isn't it? <laughs> is this still good? Is this still good? I can't tell. Is this still? I went to this trivia night just to see them and say hi. Yes. And ended up on a table with, um, I think, one of Josh Thomas's boyfriends. I can't remember. Right, right. And a bunch of his friends. You know, some, mm-hmm. uh, some hideously attractive person. Yeah. Josh Thomas always had hideously attractive boyfriends. Josh Thomas is like... He's like the, the Truman Capote of Australian gay comedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he's, and, you know, he... Yes, anyway. Yeah. I'm sure everyone understands the reference. He just always had horrifically attractive boyfriends. You're yeah. like, have you met Josh? <laughs> okay. Well, okay. you know what? Good luck to everyone. Good luck, good luck to everyone. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, one of Josh Thomas's attractive... Mm-hmm. Possibly still boyfriends or ex-boyfriends or whatever. No one. Um, 
and a bunch of other attractive twinks. And the questions were... <laughs> well, we, we, we did the trivia night. We did Jasper's trivia yeah, night. Yeah. The questions were imbecilic at best. <laughs> um, and they were having so much trouble with the concept of trivia and answering <laughs> questions. Not just at my table, in the entire room. That I was like, oh man, I guess you don't get to do much thinking between reps <laughs> yeah. at the gym. It's, it's because there, there is no hierarchy of information. Like, everything is important. Yes. You know? Like, nothing is trivial. Oh, it was, it, it was very, it was, it was really confronting. So that makes me think we shouldn't go to the Bebers Bill Yeah. Because the last time I went, it was confronting in its in, in its stupidity. Look, I think going to the Bears is one of those ideas that's hilarious until you do it. And then, yeah. Oh, I remember why I'm not always at the Bears All right. Well, at this time. If, if we don't go tomorrow, we'll go next time. Okay, great. <laughs> great, 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 great. Fuck yeah. If I cancel my dinner plans... Look, absolutely. For sure. You. For sure. What is the worst that can happen? We sit at the end of the bar and... And annoy people. Although I think it goes early. Maybe it's an early thing. I don't know. We'll work it out. Oh my god, no. We've just done on West Connects and now we're in... Oh, if that's the new tunnel. I've never been in there before. How fun is that? Now we're on Parramatta Road. I feel like you're more impressed by the concept of a tunnel than you need to be. It's new. <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, we've gotten from Parramatta to here. Like in... No time. Oh, look, the the infrastructure is is marvelous, Adam. <laughs> oh, I'm really impressed by the quality of urban planning. Look, the other thing is, I drive my car like once a month at best, <laughs> <laughs> so I get excited at roads. Sure, because sure. there's no like the tra- like the traffic is so ridiculous, and everything is so easily accessible on public transport. Like driving is kind of a pointless exercise in Sydney. Yes, it's only when you've got to go some unfeasible distance like Parramatta or something. But even then, like, the trains go there really regularly. Yeah. Like, there's a bus that goes from my place to Redfern in all of seven minutes. And then Redfern to Parramatta is, like, what, half an hour on the train? It took us half an hour to drive there. I've got to go to Parramatta again on Monday. Yes. And I am going to get the fucking boat. Oh, there's a boat down the there's thing. There's a boat. I am going to get... That'll take a while, though. That boat's not in a hurry. I am going to fucking <laughs> Gilligan that stuff. <laughs> Three hours. I, I am just going to disengage from the wheels. I'm not in a hurry. I've got fuck all to do. Yes. And I'm not flying out till like 8.30 or whatever. So I am going to get a boat. Oh, and then you can get the train to the airport. Uh-huh. Sounds like There's the new light rail there. Oh, no, that's the old light rail. My mistake. The L. L is for light rail. Oh, L is for light rail. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's. I mean, that's an old train bridge because that light rail runs on the old train bridge. But... Look, the wonders of the western suburbs. <laughs> of I know, we're like we're in Leichhardt now. We're barely in the west anymore. Um. This is. Oh, I'm not meant to be in this lane. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. So, Adam, are you okay. looking forward to Mardi Gras? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Should I be? (laughs) Well, like, you know, while we're talking Sydney and Oxford Street and all that stuff. You know, when I lived in Melbourne, I was always excited about Mardi Gras. 
But no one in Sydney's excited about Mardi Gras because it's like, you know, it's just one weekend. Mm. We have fireworks are fucking the opening of a can of tuna here. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Sydney is like so um, intense and so expensive. It is very expensive, yes. That sometimes people are like, I don't need the stress of fun. Like, <laughs> it's so hard just making a living here and just dealing with whatever fucking natural disaster and you know my rent which is $42,000 a month yes. and you know feeling shit about my spongy abs in Crown Street <laughs> I cannot stand the stress of relaxing yeah that is that's possibly true <laughs> You know, the idea of like leaving the house to go and entertain myself, it's too much overhead. It's, I'd much yeah. rather sit at home and be miserable. It is, like, it's hard work. <laughs> but I think part of it is also just my age. Mm. Like, I'm past the age of being excited about Mardi Gras. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't drink anymore. I don't go out all weekend and take pills. Yeah. Like, the, my last interaction with Mardi Gras and... This is going to sound very strange from a man who's a year off 50, but I saw everyone leaving the party at 5.30, 6 in the morning, mm. as I was running past to go to Centennial Park for a run. I was, <laughs> I was, training, <laughs> I was training for a 10k run. Do you know what? That reminds me of, like, it was pretty much... I did a half marathon. Did you? Yeah. Over the bridge. That's fantastic. I run now. And not away from anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about running. It's fun. Because it's just like... Well, it's th- easy. You just do it. Th- I, I did go through a phase of going to the gym. <laughs> oh, that's hard. It's really hard because you've got to go you've there. You've got to go. And you've, the got to, th- you've got to wear your special costume. And the thing about um, running that appeals to me is that like... Like, you start it as soon as you start it. Yes. Like, you don't have to go somewhere. Like, as soon as you decide to, to run, you're already you doing just it. Just go out the front door and do it. Yeah. yeah. You, don't, you don't have to, like, go to the running room. Yeah, I mean, you do in the rain. Well, we then, well then just don't but run But we're in, in drought, so we haven't had that for a while. That's right. <laughs> the apocalypse has fixed that problem. <laughs> just put on your P25 mask. <laughs> and, then, and then go for your gentle jog. Yeah. <laughs> around your rapidly diminishing island. Yeah. So yeah, I've been thinking about running. It's actually fun. It's I know it sounds I know it sounds like a weird person, um, like a weird thing for me of all people, but I love it. The and I've had a weird cold lately, and I haven't been able to do it, and it's making me crazy. The other thing about running, right? And this is this has got something in common with, hear me out, mm-hmm. evangelical Christianity. Yes, is that. People who take up... No one ever takes up running and gives it up. No. Like, people fucking love running. Yes. So, like, it must be pretty good. It's it's a bit like heroin. No one it's ever a little bit... takes up heroin and goes, that heroin was... I had to give up the heroin because it just didn't agree with me. <laughs> like, oh, I had it once and I didn't love it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Everyone loves running. Yes. You know? And it's like even... I think about doing running for that reason because everyone loves it. It must be amazing once you start. And I also think about evangelical Christianity because they also they fucking happy. Yes. Fuck, they are happy. They're clap happy. They are so fucking happy. You're like... You've literally got a nail in your forehead. Yeah, but Jesus! Jesus <laughs> put that there! 
And like, you know, whatever like, you... I wouldn't have a nail in my forehead if it wasn't for Jesus. So that's... Whatever you believe about, like, whatever your faith values are, yeah. like, if it, if it can make you that happy, you know, like, I'm tempted to do it. You know, if like you're going to hill song. painting it's, it's your toenails expensive. red will make you that happy, fucking do it. Doesn't mean if you like your toenails red. Because there's a hill song down the road from us. Yeah. And Gary's like, we should go in one day. I'm like, you can't go in without the F POS machine. Do you like, literally have to pay to go? Well, it's the like I think they have like instead of the collection plate, a direct debit form. Wow. I don't know. I don't know for sure, but Wow, well, I a, definitely need to take Peter's credit card. There is a <laughs> There is a bus that comes and gets you and will take you there. Wow. See, that's great. They'll come and pick you up. They'll come and pick you up. They'll I mean, the Salvos used to do that when I was a little kid. They'll come and pick you up. You, you sing a song for an hour. You go home really happy. Yeah. Just if you can manage to control your impulses to not try and tell everyone else that they should do it as well. Well, see, that's the thing. I think it, yeah, right. I think it's like pyramid selling. Like, if you can get other people to come and sign up with their credit card. Uh, then you'll be even happier. Then Jesus will love you more. And you'll be even happier. He might cuff your balls <laughs> in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> he won't touch the shaft. You have to, like, that's... convert one more people for that. <laughs> no grease off the rod. From Jesus. <laughs> you know what? That's what I love about Jesus. He's a dom top, but tender. <laughs> He'll cup your balls. Won't lose eye contact. Maintains eye contact. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, this is my little hotel here. Oh, you're there. Yeah, I'm turning That's right. Yeah, yeah. If you go around the corner, I'll be fine. Oh, that's... Well, yeah, I'm I'm going to a different quality suite then. Um, <laughs> this this hotel, yes, is I would describe it as functional, um, <laughs> aggressively good value, aggressively good value. <laughs> they have affordable and a half. <laughs> they have done a really rigorous job mm. of identifying every corner they could cut in oh. the service. Oh, keeping prices down. But, you know. There's a park here. No one's broken into my room, so I'm ha happy for small mercy. Oh. Well, yeah, I don't know where I was heading up there somewhere. I think there's oh, another there, there's one there. Oh, there's a quality right yeah. there. Well, that's... I think that one might be the actual quality. Oh, and this is the sub-quality. I, th <laughs> I think this is the sub-quality apartment. I think this is the LV quality spelt without a U. This is the... Quality. Quality. Um, thank you so much thank for you. enjoying that show with me. Oh, thank you. Thanks for, like... Coming on another, a podcast with me, and uh, <laughs> unlike Rabina Beard, I know where the door is. <laughs> I'm I'm going to watch to make sure you don't trip over on the street. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Bye. Um, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. I'm yes, I'll call you tomorrow about, about the, the bearers. Yeah, if we're not going. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll
Yes, that's where Gary's friends live. In the hospital? Yeah, they're all dead. Okay. Well, that makes sense. No, we're sense. not walking, love. That's four hours. Because you're dead inside. So I can see... I can see the appeal. I can see where it all ends up. Talk puffy to me.